Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a lovely day here at Baptist Hospital in Winston-Salem, <laughs> North Carolina. I have just recently went through <laughs> surgery, and I think I just recently went through like five to ten surgeries all in one <laughs> surgery. I'm pretty sure that's how that happened. Well, we None did put in that. for a brain transplant, but I don't think it did that. I don't think they got that done. They didn't get, they didn't quite get that far. They but didn't get that far. Can tell, I have retained the smooth, silky tones of my <laughs> eloquent voice. <laughs> oh, mercy. I could go somewhere with that, but we got uh, stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, we do. Listen, you here you go out in la-la land, get surgery. You're out of it for a day. You missed a yeah. day. Yeah. And so I've been trying to get you caught back up that today's Thursday. It is Thursday. Yeah, yeah I think. I think. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong guy. I thought Thanksgiving was tomorrow. So I tell you, oh, I, yeah, yeah, we're way off. But anyway, Jeff had a little bit of surgery, come through it just fine. He's uh, on the men's already. They did kind of cut him in two, but it's all right. He's just a bunch of spare parts thrown together anyhow. That's exactly so, right. Yeah, that is true. Right. I went so and got an old change and a grease job. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's going to be on in there six or seven days, they say, but he's doing down in Baptist doing good. But anyway, nonetheless, on the men's, we just will talk about some things that are going on on the earth. And, you know, you mentioned to me about a shooting last night. I didn't know anything about it, Jeff. Yeah. I'd been at the I barn, followed but... it. There was a mass shooting up in the state of Maine. And the odd thing was, with all the events at the hospital in Gaza that surrounded that, you know, this guy, the police ended up tracing this guy's car to a hospital. And uh, we was just all thinking, or I know I was thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I hope he don't go in there and and continue his rampage. But at the time of this podcast, I don't think they've caught him yet. And so that was a concerning thing. Then. Of course, we got a speaker of the house that's yeah, kind of that's a, a good uh, thing. An unknown quantity there that I'm not real familiar with Representative Johnson, but from what I hear, he's a Christian man. I didn't get to hear his speech, but I, what I understand, he is a, a Christian who loves the Lord. I pray that's true. Well, from and, the uh, first picture they took of him, him and about four or five or six others was knelt down there in prayer. That was the first picture of it. Well, that's praise the Lord for that. Because yeah, yeah. I tell you, we need it. We need praying. And, and that was right after he got voted in. That was right after yeah. that. And they just gathered up there and went to their knees. Well, praise the Lord. We need mm-hmm. that. So that's good. But then you got this. Now, I did understand this morning early that the uh, Israeli army did invade Gaza. But okay. to my understanding, it was just a very quick incursion they went in and came back out i don't know what they're doing but there's just so many things going on and here i am down here at the hospital and i thought i can't miss all of this i mean well you know that's the reason you got me i mean i've kept you up to date and you hadn't missed a beat because i'm here i'm boots on the ground just call me boots i'm boots on the ground ladies and uh, gentlemen so i will keep you and the world well informed here oh do you feel about i apologize to all of our listeners 
as I say to myself, my mind, I am in deep trouble. It's worse than just what I thought. It's worse than surgery. Surgery is minor in comparison to what I am relying on to keep me up to date. No, really, Alan, we've got things. Yeah. You know, I, I may not. Somebody asked me, you know, was I worried about making it out of the hospital? I ain't worried about not making it out of the hospital, but I may not make it out of the hospital. Jesus may come way before. That's I get exactly out of the right. Well, it's a looking like it, but I my understanding is if you're standing up in the field looking up, that you're the first to go. And I think if you're laying around in the bed, you know you get to go, but you're gonna be in the second or third load. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize <laughs> to all of our listeners again, once again. Because Uh, I can't control him. And so uh, to all of those that are listening, please pray even more diligently for me. (laughs) Come quickly, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Yes, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Listen, you remember our buddy, so to speak, Michael Brown. We used to be a great fan. He kind of fell out of grace with us for a little bit. But he's got an article here, Jeff, about the war that's going on with Uh Hamas and Israel. And the title of his article here today is A Question for Those Who Chant, Palestine Must Be Free. You know, that's a lot of the chanting that's going on. Yeah. Universities and different things. And so let Mm -hmm. me read the first paragraph and get a comment. I have an honest question for all those who chant, Palestine must be free, or more fully, from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free is the chant. Yeah. He said, my simple question is, okay, well, where's the 7 million Jews supposed to go? As he has pointed out, this chant is not a call for a two-state solution. It is a call for the obliteration of Israel. Well, sure. And so anyway, so he goes on to say, when I posted this same question on X, which used to be Twitter, fire and ice responded accurately. There's Mm -hmm. no need for a plan because if they get their way, there will be no Jews. Right. Now, that's yeah. that's what most people do not understand that are chanting such things. Well, maybe they do understand it and they're just full of the devil. But is that the Moss will not be happy until there are no Jews. Now, we've already run across this. We already had a pregame run of this one with Hitler. Yeah, absolutely. You that's know, exactly we are, right. We've been running this scenario all the way back to the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. And well, basically, even further than that, you go back to Egyptians bondage. But the thing is, Alan, the intensity of these things are building now to a level like we've never seen Mm -hmm. in the world before. And we've Mm -hmm. said that before. And we do know that's a continuous building of intensity. And because of that, I think Ezekiel 38 and 39 does come into play. We see also, Jeff, we've switched from slingshots and swords to little bigger guns. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the. Oh, yeah. In other words, it's hard to believe that one fourth of the earth will be destroyed just like overnight or in a little season. Right. But when you see the technology that's out here today, the four horsemen is easily to be recognized. I mean, you could pull it off today with this modern technology of warfare. Without any uh, doubt, yeah. You know, I mean, in 500 years ago, you wouldn't think, well, that, that can't happen. But today with the technology, and it's just I amazing. I think it's hard to grasp for a lot of people. And, you know, to be honest, what we're seeing now play out before our very eyes was hard to grasp for people just 10 years ago. No one would have believed that you would have had 
this invasion by Russia into the Ukraine, no one would have believed that Israel would be at war at the same time no, Russia uh, is at war. And no one could have possibly have believed that Joe Biden would ever be president of the 4-H club, much less the United <laughs> States of America. Oh, my goodness, Jeff. But That's terrible. That's we bad. find ourselves what in this dilemma. I mean, you know, we find ourselves in this dilemma. But that being said, Alan, we are living in the most dangerous times in the history it's, of the world. It's getting dangerous. It's really getting yeah. dangerous. It's and it really looks like that this thing's headed for nuclear holocaust, which would be the answer to the sudden taking out of, during the tribulation period, mm -hmm. two-thirds of the Jews. Yeah. And then a quarter of the world's population. So, I mean, there's just on and on and on you can go with things that are just hard to fathom. It was hard for me to fathom that a guy walked into a bowling alley last night and shot 22 people and killed wow. them and wow. wounded 30 others. Wow. And those numbers, is, they're expecting to increase. So yeah. it's hard for me to fathom that. Yet yep. that's where yeah. we're at in our society today. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is that not incredible? Yeah, we There's, just live in a lawless place. We sure do. You know, Jeff, you and I both have been talking about the Four Horsemen, along with many others, but in yeah. our own local assemblies and things, we've been talking about the Four Horsemen. Now we see this happening in Israel with Hamas today. And yeah, a lot of people haven't considered, I was trying to remember the name, the Muslims are also looking for a messiah to return. I forget what they call him. I want to say Madame or something. That's not right. But there, you see, what we need to understand is the Muslims are looking for a messiah. And what will happen, and that's the reason I know, you know, we got this one guy that thinks that the king now is the Antichrist and all this. But you need to understand the Muslims are looking for the return of either Muhammad or a, you got the, the Sunnis and the Shiites, and one believes Muhammad's coming, and the other ones believe, the way I understand it, that a Messiah is coming, and they have a yeah. name for it. And I swear it just escapes me right at the moment what they call him. But nonetheless, when they see the white horse rider coming, they're thinking that that's their Messiah coming again. Yeah. Well, I believe that their Messiah is the Antichrist. I do too. So, so I tend to lean, and you and I do, that it's probably coming out of the Muslim world. But it fits perfectly, which I was looking up a little of it this morning. I hadn't have had time in our talks to run to have a discussion, but how that the Muslims are looking. I did not realize it was to the extent that it is that they're looking for the Messiah too, or their yeah. great Messiah. Well, it would have to be. And their descriptions, I, I looked up one thing, Jeff, CBN News actually did a little thing on it. And there's a guy here that's written a book about this. The author's name is Joel Richardson. Yeah. And it says here in this little, he argues that the Antichrist, his empire and his religion will come from the Middle East, not Europe, as has been widely taught by many modern day prophecy teachers. But he makes the comparison of the Muslim looking for their Messiah versus the Antichrist. And it fits like a glow. I've really yeah. got interested in it. I just picked up on it last night. 
And yeah. uh, we'll talk more about this as we look at it. But anyway, so we see and uh, scripture says, though, that Israel's going to be everybody that surrounds Israel will be their enemy. And then you get yeah, into right. Gog, Gog and Magog. And now my understanding, you got Gog and Magog. Jeff, a lot of people don't understand. I mean, Gog and Magog, all of a sudden they just pop up here in the scriptures. Never right. before. Well, maybe indirectly, I think Chuck Missler mentions it. But it looks like that never before is Gog and Magog mentioned in all of a sudden here it is what do you know on that topic so people the, can the thing that you know gog is a leader and the land of magog is a place and chuck Missler traces it back to the what he calls the list of nations from genesis 10 where you can kind of verify and alan this has been said a, a bunch where people say well there's no way to know who's being talked about well yes there is there's ways to know who, who's being talked about in the list of nations of Ezekiel 38. If you go back to Genesis 10 and, and the sons of Noah, all of the offspring of Noah's sons represented those places. The deal is, is we have changed the names of these places down through time, right. many different ways. But it's real simple to just go back and look well, at the list of nations now and you're put talking it in like the geography of today. You're talking like, I think, is Iran, is Persia? Is that not correct, I think? Right, yeah. That's, right, that's what yeah. you're saying, is all of these places have changed names. But yeah, still, yeah, just go back to the ancestral name, and, and it puts you right. in those places. It gives you the geography of what's exactly. happening. And it lines up with what Ezekiel 38 was talking about. And I do believe, and I'm becoming more and more convinced, and i, I got to tell you, this is a... A little bit of a new concept for me. It's not for some others. I do know that. But for me, it's a new concept in thinking that the battle described in Ezekiel 38 and 39, I do believe is a different battle than what is described at the end of the kingdom age for Gog and Magog, even though the name is okay. the same. I think it's a different battle. And okay. uh, I think there's biblical evidence to support that. But what it really tells us, she's talking about the Antichrist is if, in fact, what we're seeing is the beginnings of Ezekiel 38 and 39 play out in front of us, then as the intensity of the spirit of the Antichrist grows on the earth to the point that we have a literal Antichrist, you're going to have the intensity of the Holy Spirit, who is the restrainer of that. You're going to have the intensity of the Holy Spirit diminish on earth until... Right. He is taken out of the way. That's a scary and, thought. And that's a scary thought. That's the reason that I think there are connections, at least spiritually speaking, like the mass shootings that we've seen this morning in the state of Maine, other acts of complete lawlessness and just a complete disrespect of the Word of God. I was uh, in here last night. One of the uh, nurses that was looking after me last night was a man from the Philippines and he was talking about the threats of China against the Philippines. Well, if in fact that Ezekiel 38 and Gog and Magog, which in the Greek language is then mentioned in the book of Amos as the king of the locusts. And then you go to Revelation 9, Alan, with the locust that is described as a million man army, basically, that comes up out of the bottomless pit makes their way into through Iraq and Iran. And when that happens, what you've got going on there is China raising up 
its head to attack Israel as well. And the weird thing is, is these nations are being drawn there by God. God's the one putting hooks in their jaws and bringing them down to Israel. And so that seems to be something that I think a lot of commentators are missing today. Well, well, we know that, you know, the Antichrist is going to sit in Jerusalem and run. I mean, we know that there's going to be a huge overtaking of the Antichrist in that region and yeah. to rule and reign. And we got the you know, first of it, we got the peace treaty going on. Then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose, if right, you will. Right. So we know that that's coming. And we know that that's, you know, definitely going to be happening. But when we see these things happening, and that's where I, it's very, very important to understand. I don't know what you do. I don't know how you make a Bible work if you don't believe in the rapture of the church. People tend to, and Christians tend to say, well, you got all these nations of the earth. No, no, no. You've got Israel, and then you've got the nations of the world. And that's right. In other words, Israel. That's right is the center of the earth here. And so God, and then especially bring God into the scene, God speaks of Israel and the nations of the world. And so yeah. when God speaks, God's it's coming out of that mindset in the scriptures that it's Israel and oh yeah, and then the other nations of the world. And that's yeah, the way that's God right. sees this thing. Now, if you didn't believe, if you did not understand, let me say it this way. If you did not understand the day, day of grace in which we live, if you did not understand that the day that we find ourselves now living in for the last 2,000 years is a mystery, is a secret of the church, and this church is a secret. Israel and the nations is not a secret. It was prophesied. It's in the Bible. But mm-hmm. the church that we now know as the day of grace is parenthetical unto the prophesied programs. In other words, yeah. it's, it's just stuck in here. It was a secret of God. So God reveals his secret secret through the apostle Paul and God's kind of saying to Satan, you know, ha ha, here, we, you know, here we go. And so now we find ourselves in this mystery and the secret. And you know, the scripture that you were referring to, Jeff, is 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. It says, for the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Mm-hmm. Only he who now letteth will let or restrains, it says, yeah, New King right. James, uh, until he be taken out of the way. So that's yeah. that period you're speaking about with Holy Spirit's here now. But we're going to have a time period. This is going to be taken away. And if you don't get the Bible, if you don't get that the gospel of the grace of God is God's mystery or secret to the earth. And by the way, Jeff, is the biggest message to the earth. Absolutely. Can I say that again? This you day sure of can. grace that we're yeah. living in is the biggest message. It's the yeah. crescendo of all the gospel messages that God's speaking yeah. to the earth. It's the crescendo yeah. is the gospel of the grace of God. And if you cannot make a distinction in Israel, which that's the way God approaches the earth, you got Israel and the other nations. But yeah. now in this parentheses, if you will, this time of the grace of God, all of a sudden God has set aside, it says in Romans 11, that God set aside Israel. He set aside all this prophesied program, if you will, for this secret to be unveiled over the last 2,000 years. We've been living in this secret. I, I saw this little cartoon yesterday, Jeff. I meant to send it, or day before yesterday. I meant to send it to you, but I knew you were still in the ICU, so I didn't think it'd do you much good. And I, you didn't need to get tickled there but yeah. um, in this little cartoon it was a devil was standing in front of saint peter in heaven and he had you know horns and a pitchfork but he had something sort of draped over him where he, he was trying to disguise himself and that little devil said i identify as an angel 
And mm. uh, St. Peter said, we don't play that junk up here. <laughs> yeah. So we're living in the day of grace, but we're living in a day of great deception, is my yes, point. We are. And so, we sure and, are. and that is what Jesus, you know, he says and gives a great warning of this day of deception. And so, what we find is we're living in the day of grace, but we're also living in the day of deception. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, Alan, about the deception part of what you're saying. If we think the Holy Spirit is the restrainer, the Holy Spirit is in the believer. When the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way, believers go with him and then yes. the antichrist will rule yes if you don't see it that way then you end up in a place where the church has zero purpose in your theology yeah the tribulation period it says in scriptures to purify the nation israel that's right the body of christ the bride of christ is already purified that's exactly and, right. what I'm saying. We've already got the washing machine. We've already got the yeah. cleanness. We're, we're, we're already seen as in God's eyes is spotless. So why in the world, Jeff, just tell me why you'd want to give up this position we now have for a lesser position. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, well, I don't know. But let me tell you, I don't know why a black cow gives white milk and yellow butter either. But well, I can I say that what people are doing is they are allowing the deception of the religious world to mingle so. with the deception yeah. of the secular world, and they're coming up with their own philosophical ideas. To think that there could be a two-state solution in the Middle East that would bring peace is ridiculous. It is just completely ridiculous. God's word does not back that up. It and, does, and not, so, does not at know, all. And I still say, I go back to something we've talked about before that the biggest problem that we have with the philosophical viewpoint of the universities and, and what we're seeing with all these protests is everybody somehow thinks that Israel only has a history of 75 years, that they don't have been a nation since 1948. Well, that just proves that they don't know the Bible. They don't believe the Bible. Not at all. They don't Not read the Bible. And uh, as all. a result of that, they're left with this complete deception from the person of the Antichrist. Yeah. It just absolutely blows my mind is that people choose to stay in the deception instead of embracing truth. And yeah. so we're back to that same battle that truth is what's being attacked more than anything else. Well, you have a time now, Jeff, too, of people trying to, well, we have a lot of that comes out of replacement theology and then some that believes it's all, you just make an allegory out of everything. But I, I have to suggest to people, and then you have the covenant people, covenant theology, and, you know, they don't basically don't believe in, or a lot of them don't believe, I should say. You can't put everybody in the same box, but a lot of them don't believe, of course, in the rapture of the church. And listen, Jeff, to me, you could not understand you got the Abrahamic covenant, divinic covenant. Abrahamic covenant is the sea, is your descendants, and you're yeah. I'm going to give them land. That's yeah. basically Abrahamic covenant. And that's what we see with Israel today. It's about Abrahamic covenant. It's about land. Yeah. Then you got a divinic covenant, which is about a king sitting on that land, ruling and reigning. That's right. Now, those are two major covenants. But yet, yeah. a lot of the covenant theology people discount those covenants. Yeah, that's, they say and, it's and, an allegory, or it's I'm like, yeah. well, again, frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. Again, you have to allegorize 2,400 passages of scripture to make covenant theology work the way it's being taught today. And listen, I'm I'm a covenant guy. I entered into the new covenant with the Lord, that's right? Amen. Where my sins are washed away that's and right. forgotten and forgiven, 
and uh, never to be remembered against me again. I'm a covenant guy, but I got to tell you that the covenant that we're talking about with the Davidic covenant is Jesus comes from the line of David. He's going to rule on the throne. That was a promise God made. It's unconditional. And Jerusalem is going to serve not just as the capital of Israel, but the capital of the world, which is exactly what you're saying when you said that there's Israel, then there's all these other nations. You have to have God's perspective. You have to be of the mindset that for some reason, when you get up to Jesus, a lot of people say, well, now, no, all of this is, is just in your heart. He's not talking about the actual land. Well, the problem is, why do you have to pick and choose? Why can't both be true? He's yeah, in your heart right. and he's in the land, about the land. <laughs> that's exactly that? right. Yeah. And what you and I believe is when God says it, it's just true. It can't, and then God doesn't go back and change it because he's already said it. It's like it's he said, let there be light. It's already yeah, out there. And so just, just there it is. Well, Jeff, listen, we're about run out of time. You might yeah. need to come in there and then shoot you, give you another shot or yeah, pat you on right. the back or on the head. or That's right. They've just been something. walking by my door waving at me because they know, they know <laughs> that the smooth don't, eloquent don't, tones of my silky voice don't, don't is reaching me. out beyond the airwaves <laughs> and, and going into the ears don't, of people everywhere. Painful. And, this is painful. You know, <laughs> and I got to tell you, listen, and, and on a serious note, I do want to thank everybody that's prayed for me. There's been a Amen. lot of people that's lifted up prayers. And I can announce today that I, at this very moment, have zero cancer in my body. You're cancer-free. And I thank God for that. I'm I'm very thankful for that. We just praise his holy name. We praise the Lord for that. That's right. That's right. So I guess it looks like I'm going to have to carry my burden for a while. Yeah, that's right. I I have been sent just for the sole purpose to afflict <laughs> comfort. And so that's what I plan to do. I'm going to afflict the comfort. There you go. Well, yeah. that's our story and we're sticking to it. We're sticking to it. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. Have a good day. Y'all. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Rowan show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.